In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I never cease to be amazed at the wonder of the Bible and how it contains readings of every situation in life. And I want to look at these three readings today, although they're not closely connected. Starting with the revelation of St John the Divine, written by John on the island of Patmos at the end of his life. The church is under great persecution, are trying to destroy the Christian writings and much of it is written in picture language and code only the Christian believers would understand. And to this day, good theologians will never claim they know exactly what it means or how to interpret it. But today's reading is magnificent. It's almost at the end of St John's writings. And once upon a time, it was read at almost every funeral. I can read those six verses without looking at the Bible. And it's giving people in their grief a glimpse into heaven. I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first had passed away. And then he goes on to say that God will wipe every tear from their eyes. And you can imagine people that are grieving at a funeral God's going to wipe your tears away. And in that glimpse of heaven, we just get some idea what it is to be in the presence of God. But then there's those very compelling words at the end when St John says that Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In our alphabet, A and Z are the beginning and the end. And every letter's in between those two letters like bookends. And all knowledge is contained in that language. And if you can just focus on the cathedral, think of the high altar, Alpha and Omega are on the two sides of the altar, the beginning and the end. And he's telling us that Jesus has come to reveal all knowledge of how the human race needs to live together in unity as a community. All knowledge is there. We need nothing else. And Jesus, of course, was born into a complicated and complex community. I want you just for a moment to think of the event in Matthew's Gospel at the moment of Jesus' death on the cross the great curtain in the temple was rent from top to bottom. And behind that curtain was the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest could go into. It was the absolute sanctuary. And nobody else could go in. And there was a great separation between Jew and Gentile. And the early Christians were confronted with this. And one of the first things they deal with, what do we and do we not eat? And it was so important to the Jews, still is today for those that are strict Jews, to all Muslim people, they keep the laws of Leviticus to the nth degree. That's why it's all the controversy over halal killing and all these sort of things. It's in accordance with the laws of Leviticus, strictly biblical. 
And when the temple is rent, and Peter in his great speech says, I now understand at long last, God has no favourites. God loves everybody equally. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. We're all one under God. Because the word God simply means theos, which is one. So if there's only one God, then we've all got to belong. There's no other gods that we can serve or honour. And so Peter has a vision. And he sees he's defending his belief as a circumcised Jew that he should not eat anything unclean. And he has this vision of a sheet lowered from heaven and he hears the voice say, get up and kill him. Peter says, no way. Nothing unclean has ever passed my lips. I've observed these laws absolutely. And he gets the response, don't call anything unclean that I've sanctified as clean. A simple example of the inclusive nature of God himself. And then, of course, it goes on for the reception and the baptism of the Gentiles that come down to Jerusalem and the church is being established. It's been given birth to by the early disciples and it goes out into the world welcoming both Jews and Gentiles. And this is what the Jews found so very, very difficult. It's like divisions of politics, isn't it? People belong to one school or another. And in Australia this morning, 52% of people might be happy and 48% of people might be unhappy. But together we've got to govern this great nation of Australia. As simple as that. But God brings all people together. And then we come to the gospel. Love. Here in the summary of the law, what does love mean to you? What's your interpretation of love? And I would suggest it's one of the most confused words in our society today. We only have a single word for love. The Greeks had three in their language, the three words were filio, eros, and agape, or agapo. Filio is what we feel together. Brother, it's the word filio and philadelphos, a brother and sisterly love. The love we feel as community, why we cry together, why we feel one another's pain why we're able to understand what's going on. It is filio that binds this congregation together. We all have that common love for one another. The second word that the Greeks had was eros, from which you get the word erotic, erotica, which is to do with the implanted sexual desire that God placed into creation. Not just the human race, it's universal. Watch any nature film will soon reveal that to you. It's planted by God as the great drive to make sure that his creation continues on. 
it is both a very beautiful gift from God but also the most abused gift from God. And sadly, people can watch all sorts of pornography and films and things like, gee, that was a great love story. But really, it's got nothing to do with the universal nature of love. It's only one aspect of it. But when Jesus says, love people as I have loved you, he uses the word, the verb is agapao, and that is to love sacrificially. To love and expect nothing in return. And we see in Jesus' life that perfect example. God so loved the world, he gave his son. Stop and think of the consequences. He sends his son into the world knowing full well the end result will be the crucifixion. Jesus so loved his followers, he gave up his life. And that is why Good Friday, which too many Christians really don't want to know about at times, you never see as many people in church on Good Friday as you do on Easter Day. We like the sweets without the bitter herbs, I think, sometimes. But Good Friday is all about the perfection of love. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. Jesus voluntarily walked towards the cross. He voluntarily offered up his life on the cross for our redemption. And in that sacrificial love, we see our role in life, and that is to love people no matter what. And it's the same with relationships and difficulties with children and teenagers and all the things that confront us. Have you ever noticed that often you love the most but at the same time you're hurting the most? Loving a child or a grandchild that's gone astray, that's doing the wrong thing. No matter how much you love them, it doesn't seem to be getting through. And that's when we're called to keep on loving, to never give up, to see it to the end, no matter what. Loving is offering And there is response in return. God offers to us his gifts, all free. All we've got to do is to respond and to accept. And in in accepting them, life takes on a far deeper meaning. And so, my friends, I just want you to Think about the life of Jesus, the simplicity of God, because we're caught up in a world of technology, of everything needing to be proven, and yet many things in life that are meaningful are relationships. 
why are you here? If I was to give you all a piece of paper and write to me why you are here, first of all, you'd think I was a fool. But you wouldn't find it easy. You are here in response to God's invitation. And I can almost guarantee, almost guarantee, if you'd have felt the urge to come to church at half past six, quarter to seven, and decide to roll over, I'll stay in bed this morning, you'd have sport your own day. That's my experience. Once we receive that call from God, that nudge from God, we may not even recognise us from him, but I can assure you it is. Once we respond, then two things happen. We receive the love of God through the sacrament and we feel the love of one another in our fellowship. And so we all go home to enjoy this beautiful day with a new quality, a different outlook, more fulfilled. That's all that free gift that God gives us on a daily basis. And so, my friends, let us love God as God has loved us.